Good morning and welcome to the prayer call. This is Bishop coming at you all this morning, and we thank God that this morning Jesus is taking his place, and that's in the center of our hearts this morning. He rules and he's reigning on the throne, and we pray that he is ruling and reigning in your life. I want to say good morning to everyone that's on the line this morning. Good morning to all the intercessors. Good morning to all of the saints. Good morning to all of the members of New Destiny Church. We love you and we appreciate you so much. We thank God for your faithfulness, your commitment, and your consistency. You have proven over and over again that you are a faithful congregation. And I love you and thank God for you. Thank God for all those who are calling in all around the world. We thank God for every man of God that is on the line. You don't have to get up and get on this line. But we thank God that you get up and get on this line. And we pray that you are being encouraged as you get on the line and we share our devotions and we have our time of prayer, it's um, powerful. It's been powerful. I can't believe we're almost done with June going into July, but here we go. And here's the thing I love. God is a faithful God. He's proven himself over and over again that we can put all of our hope, all of our trust in him. So good morning to Elder Thomas Allen, who will be doing our um, doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests this morning. Elder Allen, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Bishop. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man of God. It's good to hear your voice, buddy. Good to hear you. And then we have with us all the way from Texas, Bishop Gary Oliver doing our devotion with us this morning, my brother, my friend, my confidant, partner in ministry. Bishop, how are you this morning? Well, I'm quite sure Bishop will make his way on the line and make sure he's okay, make sure he's on and he's unmuted. And we'll check that out just a moment. Let us have a word of prayer while we wait for him to make sure he's on this morning. Father, we honor you, we bless you, we magnify you. The fruit of our lips are giving thanks and praise because you alone are the redeemer of our life. We thank you for this great and awesome day that you have made. In it, we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness. You've translated us into the kingdom of your dear son, whereby you have given us a legal right to call you Abba Father. For it is written in your word, you would never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. We thank you, Father, and it's through the hope that we have in you that we can reach behind the veil and access grace and mercy through our faith. And so, Father, we release our faith now for the grace and the mercy. We release our faith now for, Lord God, the bread that is for our provision in every day. Thank God. We thank you, Father, that you provide for us, even as you're about to provide this word for us that will strengthen our spirit man. For you said man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, man shall live. And so um, let's see. Bishop is on, but let's make sure he's all the way on. I'm texting him now. Just give us a moment.
Okay, he will be with us in just a moment, and and we're going to get going this morning. So I pray this morning that everyone that is on the line, that you are, you're blessed and things are going well with you. You're remaining safe, uh, and that's the key. Stay safe because there's so much going on in um, our nation. Lots going on around the world, but so much going on in our nation, so much going on in our state that it's, it's vitally important that you continue to practice safe practices. They're opening up. Um, uh-oh. One second here. And as I said, make sure we practice and safe practices and different things like that because we're in quite a few meetings dealing with the reopening of things and a lot of people are just saying that the, the numbers are spiking and they're saying the numbers are spiking because people are going back out. People are shopping, people are going to restaurants, so forth and so, so on. And I don't know how much of that is true, but the thing is, you want to make sure that if you're going out, that you're practicing safe practices and you you are safe this morning. So, you all, let me get Bishop Oliver. I don't want him to start panicking because he can't get on, and that's probably what's happening. Just give us a moment. So thank you all for your patience, and, and we figured out what the problem was, and so Bishop will be with us in just a moment. But let's just pray a little bit before he comes in, and then we will turn the service over to him once he's on. And so, Father, we thank you and we bless you that you are God of all provision. And Father, I thank you this morning, uh, even as I've already had a moment of devotion with you by myself, that you said in your word, you who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and he is their shield. The Lord is mindful of us and he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel and he will bless the house of Aaron. 
He'll bless those both small and great. And the Lord will increase us more and more. And I pray in this season that God continues to increase you more and more. As we put all of our faith, put all of our hope and all of our trust in him, in Jesus' name. Bishop, are you with us this morning? I am here. Come on, brother. That's what I'm saying. Now, I don't want you to rush because, you know, all the little technical stuff we're dealing with. Don't want you to rush. I want you to take your time and bless the people this morning. So welcome to the prayer call, and thank you for being our guest this morning. I love you, and I appreciate you so much. And so I'm going to turn it right over to you, and you just give us what the Lord is telling you this morning. Well, thank you, Bishop, and uh, I uh, am so grateful for our covenant relationship as brothers uh, in the Lord and uh, that we are brothers before we're bishops. Uh, We're uh, brothers before we're preachers. We help each other walk through this thing we call life and help it make sense and uh to each other and I appreciate that covenant relationship and I want all of your people who are on the prayer call this morning to know uh, what a great man of God you have and Bishop uh, Carl Smith I know that you know uh, but let me just confirm it once again that you have a great man in my brother Bishop Carl Smith and I thank God for him so in this time of uh, crazy uh COVID-19 and the isolation and the quarantines and all this stuff and doing everything from home and doing everything online and doing all these things and not being able to come together. I pray that you, uh, New Destiny as a church family, continue to encourage your bishop, continue to lift him up, continue to pray for him. Uh, This is a new thing for us, too. We've never been this way before. Uh, These are all new moments for all of us as leaders. And uh, when you see a man who continually and fearlessly uh, stays in his position, stays on his face, loving God and loving God's people and praying for you and standing in the gap for you, I pray that you really, really appreciate this great man. Um, He is a good man, and God has blessed you with an angel in your house. So encourage him in this season. Uh, Send him a note and uh, tell him how much you love him. As the old preachers used to say, slip him a Pentecostal handshake. That man put some money in your hand and then shake hands with the preacher. Uh, but do something to let him know how much you love him and how much you appreciate him. It's very important this season. Uh, I'm, again, very honored uh, that Bishop would ask me to be a part of this uh, prayer call this morning. And... Uh, Part of the assignment that he uh, slipped to me for this prayer call was to uh, talk from the idea of 1 John 5, 4 from the Passion Translation. And I want to read just for a moment the first five verses of chapter 5 because I want to take this in a direction that I believe is very, very important in this season in the world that we face today. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of rage, a lot of hurt, um, a lot of, uh, just, uh, confusion in the world. 
And the church has to be the light in this moment. Um, It doesn't matter uh, that we shine bright when there's a lot of other lights on. What really matters is that we shine the brightest in the darkest of moments and the darkest of uh, the season that we live in. And we are living in a very, very dark season. And um, you you can go all the way from uh, the White House to my house. It's it's just everywhere. It it it's all over our world. And there's something that we must do in this season, I think, to really manifest the presence of God and presence of Jesus in our communities, in our churches, in the world, and become that light. You remember this is a this is a moment where it reminds me of the children of Israel when they were in Egypt and during the plagues, and you remember that it was dark all over Egypt except in the land of Goshen, and they had light. Goshen had light. I want to tell you, I feel like saying to the church today, arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. From Isaiah, I want to, I want to tell the people of God everywhere that this is a moment for us to be what we have always preached, what we have always thought, what we have always believed. But you don't have to manifest um, the the goodness of God when everything is going good as importantly as you do when you manifest the goodness of God when things are all awry and a mess. So in that, uh, in that mindset and in that thought process, the Bible says in First John 5, <clears throat> everyone who believes that Jesus is the Messiah is God's spiritual child and has been fathered by God himself. This is reminiscent of uh, John's writing in the book of John. Uh, first John uh, or John the first chapter verse 12 where he talks about everyone who believes to them gave he power to become the sons of God and we are the son of God today and you you should acknowledge that and and breathe that in and just know that in this moment God has you and in this moment God is with you and in this moment you are God's son and God has fathered you himself. And then he goes on and he says, everyone who loves Father God loves his children as well. Everyone who loves Father God loves his children as well. Verse 2, this is how we can be sure that we love the children of God, by having a passionate love for God and by obeying his commands or by obedience to his commands. You know, the scripture says that if you, uh, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And that's not a statement that's saying like, um, you know, sometimes as parents, you know, we, we try to guilt our kids into doing something. Well, if you really love me, you do what I tell you to do. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, if you love me, 
it will be an honor for you to obey what I say. It will be a truly a joy for you to do what I say. You know, a lot of times we equate love by gifts and things. You know, you see some lady that's got a big ring on her finger and a big driving a big nice uh, new German-made car or something, and we think, man, her husband must really, really love her. Look at that fur coat she's wearing. Got on those Christian Louis Vuittons and got that nice Mercedes out there and all this stuff. And we equate love with gifts. God says, if you love me, you don't bring gifts. You just do what I say. You obey. So what a what a powerful, powerful word that it would be obedience. Watch this. He says, so true love for God means obeying his commands and his commands don't weigh us down as heavy burdens it's not hard to obey god it is a joy to obey god it is life-giving to obey god verse four you see every child of god and this is the passage that pastor pointed out you see every child of god overcomes the world for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. I think this is all really, really powerful for this season in the light of this, that everyone who believes that Jesus is Messiah, God's spiritual child, has been fathered by God, and everyone who loves God, loves his children as well. How can we be sure that we love the children of God by having a passionate love for God by obeying his commandments? or his commands, true love for God means obeying his commands, and his commands don't weigh us down as heavy burden. And then he says, you see every child who will come to the world, for our faith is victorious uh, power that triumphs over the world. So who are the world's conquerors defeating the power, defeating its power? Those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. This word world in here, and, you know, world can be used in so many contexts, but the word world in this particular scripture, it literally means all those who are alienated from Christ or against Christ or oppose Christ. It's the system that is anti-Christ. So we overcome this anti-Christ spirit. We overcome those who want to alienate themselves, the system that wants to alienate itself from God. We overcome it by faith. We overcome overcome it by our faith that Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God. It is that belief that he is God's only begotten Son. But here's the power of it. Galatians 5, 6 says, when you're placed into the anointed one, join to him. Circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. All that matters now is living in the faith, watch this, that is activated and brought to perfection by love no wonder john is talking to us so much about loving god and then he switches that moment into this word faith and it's and it's almost like he's trying to uh change thought processes but when you really read the scripture you realize that faith minus love is not faith at all and love without faith is not really love at all. The two work together hand in hand. So we overcome the world 
number one, by the faith. It is our faith that is victorious, but our faith actually is activated and brought to perfection by love. I love this piece in John 15. Um, in the Johannian writings, writings uh, John talks so much about love. And in 15 and 12, and I'm still reading from the Passion Translation because I wanted to say, uh, today to stay true to the translation we started with. So 15.12 says this. He says, this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants, and servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you, this is Jesus saying this, he said, I called you my most intimate friends, for I reveal to you everything that I've heard from the Father. Verse 16, you didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit, and your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake, he will give it to you. That's real key. It's not whatever you ask the Father for your sake, but it's whatever you ask the Father for Jesus' sake. That's what he gives to us. And then he says this, verse 17, so this is my parting command. Just think about this. If Jesus has got one minute to give a parting command to those who he has been speaking to, he's, he, surely he's going to name something that is, or say something that is the most powerful, the most poignant part of his message. And this is his command. He said, love one another deeply. My brothers and sisters, we overcome the world by our faith. And our faith is in Christ and Christ alone, that he is the son of the living God. But our faith is brought to perfection by love, and it's activated by love. And his command is that we love one another. Here's what I want to say to us this morning. When I started the church here in Fort Worth 20-something years ago, or right at 20 years ago, God gave me four statements that would be our key for this house. Statement number one was word activated. What does that mean? It means that I can't do anything without a word. I don't move without a word. I don't start an initiative without a word. The Bible says you want to know a scripture for it. So the Bible says in John, the first chapter, in the beginning was, past tense, the word. Before the beginning began, there was something that preceded the beginning. What initiated the beginning? It took a word to initiate the beginning. So without a word, there is nothing we can do. The second statement that God gave me was love motivated. Word activated, can't do anything without a word, but whatever I do has to be motivated, motivated and if you're taking notes, write it down big. Love motivated. Motivated by the love of God and the love of his people. Jesus said, on these two things hangs all the law and the prophets. 
and that is that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And then in one place, he says it like this. And the second, the first, the greatest commandment is that you love the Lord your God. But the second is like unto it. In other words, you can't do the first one unless you really fulfill the second one. And you can't really, because it's like unto it, you can't really do the second one without stepping into the first one. So you got to love God, but you got to love the people. This world is crying for love. It's hurting for love. And I'm going to close with this this little breakdown here. It's crying for love. The world is crying for love. This is how our faith is activated, brought to perfection. This is how we move in this moment. This is how we overcome the world, is that we love God, we keep his commandments, and our faith is in him. Our faith is in Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. His blood is still working today, but none of this does us any good in the absence of love. We must love God, and we must love his people. So everything that I'm doing in life is motivated, motivated from love. God is love. Here's the thing. I'm a Texas guy, so I drive a pickup. I love my truck. I live in a house. I love my house. Uh, I have clothes and i'll say man i just love these shoes they're so great but you know in all of those things we have one word that we use for love and here's the issue is i love a lot of things but i don't want them all the time i change i get a new truck or i get a different vehicle or i leak i paint my house a different color or i paint the room a different color or i change the shoes they wear out i don't so when i say I love something, it's in the moment that I love it. Is that the love that we're using for people too? I love you, but I don't want you around all the time. I love you, but I don't really want to spend a lot of time with you. I love you, but I don't know if I could be around you for very long. See, we have to define love differently. We have to come back and understand that the Greeks had four words for love. The first word that they used was agape which is the love of God. And on this, the love of God, the love of God for me, me loving God, the love of God coming through me, working through me, that is the first peg that all of the other loves hang on. You've got the stergo or sargo or uh, love, which is family love, which is like parents to kid. It's protective love. And then you have phileo, which is brotherly love, which uh, is friendship, which uh, denotes uh, a real a real passion for your brothers, a real passion for your friendships. And then we have eros, which is romantic love or sexual love. Here's the issue. If you don't peg all of these on agape love, which is how my faith is activated that helps me overcome the world, if I don't peg everything on agape, if you just go stargo, or stergo love without agape, then this is where we see parental abuse of children. If you don't have godly love in phileo, brotherly love, friendship, this is where we end up in one-sided relationships that are nothing but control and manipulation. If you go into eros love, 
without agape, that's where we find perversion. There's only one place in the entirety of all of our human relationships that exhibits all four stages of love, and that is marriage between a man and a woman where you have children that you raise, that you protect, that you love, that you care for, that there's friendship love, that there is that uh, brotherly love that is exhibited between siblings, and then there is eros, which is the romantic love. That's the only union. But here, here is the piece that I just want to I, I want to leave us with this morning. Is that you hear terms like free love? Free love is a dichotomy of words. For love was never meant to be free. For God so loved the world that he gave. Love always has a price. In fact, the very nature of love is to bind by pulling two hearts together, making two hearts one. It binds me to my brother. It binds me to my sister. It binds me to a family relationship. It binds me to God's people. It binds me. It is not freeing. It is binding. Here's the issue for us today. As church, a church in this season in our world, COVID-19, we've got all this racial tension. And uh, and I just want to say, as a Caucasian white man, black lives do matter. We do have issues with our police. There are a lot of things that are going on in this country that have to be changed. But you can change laws all day. But just because you change laws don't mean you changed hearts. And the real issue, the only way we're going to change hearts, we're going to overcome this world system with real faith, and real faith is activated by love. My brothers and sisters today, we have to find a way to love. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy to love everybody. But we have to find a way to love God's people and to manifest his love back to them in spite of what they say, in spite of what they do, in spite of how they act, in spite of how they treat us, how they lie on us, how they hate on us, how they do all these things. It is so important that we manifest the love of God. So, Father, I thank you that today that New Destiny, California, that whole area, God, is going to receive a manifestation of your love and your presence like never never before, because this is how we break the world system, how we overcome the world system, is our faith that is activated and motivated and brought to perfection by love. So God, allow our love. Don't let us walk around in arrogance. Like, boy, I'm just, I don't even have to deal with this stuff. I don't even have to walk in this. No, there are hurting people all around us. And so, Father, teach us, teach us to love one another. Teach us to love in a moment where it seems like hate is so prevalent in the world. Abuse and beating down and tearing down, taking of lives unjustly. 
God, teach us to love and manifest the love of God everywhere we go and walk in the power of our faith that overcomes the world and its system. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bishop Smith, I pray I've helped you today on some level. And the family of New Destiny, I love you all, and I hope to see you all soon. Amen. Well, Bishop, you have helped us. And I love the spirit that's on the line this morning. It's the spirit of peace, because I believe the true love, it brings with it peace. Peace for our soul, to settle down our souls and where we can find rest. And you, you, you really hit it on the head. We really need to understand what the love of God means, because outside of that, your faith is not going to work. Our faith is not going to work. Faith no. works by love. And when you love folk, you love people, it's easy to be a blessing to them. It's easy to provide for really? them. It yes. is easy. It's easy to be kind and caring. The Bible says that we're the salt of the earth. We're the light yes. of the world. That means we're all that's good in this world. And the world needs good, the goodness of God, like it's never needed it before. And so allow that goodness to be displayed through you. Allow God to use you as an extension of himself today to love on someone, to be kind to someone. It is so important to need they really do. So at this time, we're going to bring Elder Allen. He's going to come with our prayer requests and pray over those prayer requests this morning. Elder Allen. Good morning, Bishop. We didn't get any uh, prayer requests today, but I want to pray that God will bring peace to his people. Father, through your love, manifest yourself in the lives of people. Bring healing and deliverance to their minds and to their hearts, Father. Make your people whole, Father. Let hope prevail. In the name of Jesus, Father, let your will be done. Let your Holy Ghost rule in households, Father. Give us direction by your Holy Spirit, Father. Thank you for the word of wisdom and understanding. Let us move forward in you, in the name of Jesus. And, Father, bless the man of God. Bless those men of God that are having discussions in the civic authorities, Father. Give them wisdom and understanding. Give them what to say and how to say it, Father, that your kingdom will be built, Father, and that we will move forward in you, Father. Let your word come forth with power under the anointing, yet yokes be destroyed, Father. Let deliverance prevail, Father. Father, we pray a special blessing on Bishop Smith and his household, Father. Let your love be in that household. Let it increase, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, let wisdom prevail in that house, Father. Let your angels be encamped around and about that household. Let the words that he speaks, Father, come from you. Let them bring the authority of you, Father, that what he speaks will happen, Father. In the name of Jesus, let what he binds on earth be bound in heaven, and what he loose on earth will be loose in heaven in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I honor you. And they are by. Let your anointing prevail in his life, Father, in the name of Jesus. And every member of his household, Father, 
let their focus be on you. In the name of Jesus. And, Father, we look for your manifestation. We look for you to make things manifest according to your word. And, Father, we thank you for our word, Father, being manifested before our eyes because our words are your words. And we give you glory and praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Elder Allen, for that prayer. I felt that. Praise God. And listen, uh, it's very important that you send your prayer requests in. So send your prayer requests in. We want to pray with you and agree with you. The Bible says we can ask, touch, and agree. Anything we ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be done for us by our Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in his name, he says, there he is in the midst of them. God's here with us today. And so if you go on to our website at newdestiny.online, go to the prayer page, and there there's a prayer request form that you can fill out. And so we're asking you to continue to do that because we want to set ourselves in agreement with you to watch the hand of God manifest itself in every area of your life. I declare to you all are healed healthy, blessed, and prosperous. I met someone yesterday, and I haven't heard the term that I'm about to say. I haven't heard I haven't heard it in a while. Uh, it's something that we would always say. The person was wearing a face mask, and it said, blessed. And I said, so you're blessed? And she says, yes, I'm blessed, and I'm highly favored. And this morning, I tell you, you are blessed, and you're highly favored of the Lord. So you look out for God's favor to find you and God's favor just to move in your life. And the love of God that you show to someone else will be multiplied back to you. Before we end our call this morning, I want to go back to Bishop and see if Bishop has any closing remarks. Bishop. Sir, I think that it's uh, it's just a wonderful day to be alive. And uh, I love uh, your house, love you, love the spirit of God that is alive. And I'm telling you, we have nothing but greatness ahead of us as the church if we truly walk in the commandments and the love of God and let our faith overcome this system. We win. And I bless your house in Jesus' name. Man, thank you so much, Bishop. And likewise, I bless your house. We love you, and thank you for being our guest today. And I pray that you all have been blessed. I've been blessed by the words of Bishop Gary Oliver that we're going to operate in faith, but it's important that that faith work by real love, real love, not the fake stuff, but the real love of God and his key. As we always in our prayer call, this is Friday. We will be back together on tomorrow at 7.30. We look forward to seeing you Sunday in our worship gathering. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. If you haven't downloaded the church app, download the church app. It will give you notifications about 30 minutes before we go live, and we thank God for that. Psalms 118, verse 24 said, This is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a new you, brand new opportunities, and brand new possibilities. Come on, make a confession of faith with me this morning. Greater is he that is in me 
than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. Well, you are more than a conqueror. You are a world overcomer, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, our faith. But faith worketh by love. By faith and not by sight. We'll see you on tomorrow. Looking forward to seeing you in the sanctuary on Sunday. Invite someone to service. This is Pastor Adrian, Elder Allen, Bishop Oliver, and Bishop Smith. We're signing off this morning. You all have a great weekend. We love you. God bless you. Amen. Amen.